When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. Rest easy, Otis. This is season three. It's episode 11. Don't forget to listen, download, and subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. And let's be nice and leave a five-star review. Crawley, when we uh, were last recording, we got word of the passing of an important figure in the Cubs organization. Tom Otis Hellman, you had a chance to interview the Tribune's baseball writer, the uh, baseball Bigfoot, if you will, Paul Sullivan, on the impact Otis had on the Cubs organization. Joining me now on the Fly the W podcast, we are happy to have back our old friend Paul Sullivan of the Chicago Tribune. How are you doing this offseason, Sully? Doing great. How are you, Crawley? Yeah, doing good. Like I said, getting ready for spring training. Uh, it's it's right around the corner. Pitchers and catchers report now in 10 days, but who's counting? Uh, you know, Sully, I wish I was having you on to talk about happier news, but sadly the Cubs family lost an important member as clubhouse manager Tom Otis Hellman passed away unexpectedly last week at the age of 67. How surprised were you when you heard that news? Uh, terribly shocking news. Very sad. Um really uh one of the all-timers in the cubs organization um i've known him i mean since he got there in the 80s and uh the the really really sad part is he was uh you know he was going to retire really soon this was possibly his last spring training so uh you know just a sad way to go and uh just sorry to see it happen and condolences to his wife mary and all the family now, Sully, you have been in many locker rooms over the year. Can you tell the listeners what the role of a clubhouse manager is and why it's so important? Well, uh, there's many people that work in a clubhouse, but the, the main manager, his responsibilities are, are varied, but basically he's in charge of uh, the equipment and the uniforms, getting the equipment from city to city, um, you know, making sure the uniforms are white clean uh you know different jerseys especially now with so many different jerseys uh on a different day basically picks out uh, which uniforms they're wearing puts it out in their lockers uh even assigns uniform numbers for uh players that uh you know maybe they want a certain number but uh you know it's already somebody else's number and they can't take it um just stuff like that and and, and Otis, um, Tom, and we always call him Otis. I don't know. I can't even think of him as Tom, but Otis always uh, had very other roles, very various roles with the Cubs. Uh, you know, he was a 
cooking stuff in the in the little kitchen for a long time until they expanded the uh, clubhouse and had uh, you know professional <laughs> chefs in there and stuff. Uh, he served as a bat boy, as I said in my article a couple times, <laughs> to turn around the team's luck. Uh, he was a bodyguard for Steve Traxel, you know, stood in front of his locker and told the, uh, reporters, you know, get away. He's not talking, you know, just fun stuff like that. Uh, just a great guy. And, uh, and it's just, uh, it's just a shame. He was, he took over for Yosh Kawano years ago. Um, everyone remembers Yosh from his, you know, decades of service with the Cubs. And, uh, he, kind of turned it over a few years ago and became an emeritus clubhouse guy. But uh, he was still always around, especially home games. And uh, just uh, just a great guy. You never saw him in a bad mood. And, uh, you know, dealing with professional athletes is, is not an easy thing, especially after games that they, you know, <laughs> don't perform well in. But uh, he was always uh, the kind of guy that would uh, – you know, get the players up, and he always the first one in the dugout to high five them when they win, and it's just an uh, just an incredible guy. Now he starts his career as the assistant clubhouse manager for the Cincinnati Reds, and that's in the seventies. Yeah. That's big, big red, red machine. machine. Yeah, <laughs> that had to have been absolutely crazy. And then yeah. he comes to the Cubs in nineteen eighty three, and, and as the visiting clubhouse manager, and. He just made such an impression on so many people. And, and, and as you know, Sully, players move from place to place. So sometimes he would meet them as, as visitors. And then later on, when he moved over, like you said, to the home clubhouse, uh, you know, they would already have a relationship. But John Lieber, uh, he posted this the other day. He said, making my many trips into Wrigley Field as a visiting player, I'll never forget him telling us as we walked into the visiting clubhouse, how's my favorite team? He had a way of connecting with players or whoever he came in contact with and the lives he might have touched over his 50-plus years in baseball. That's what's made him special. And, and you know, you kind of mentioned that Yosh Kawano, legend, you know, his uh, his fishing hat in the Hall of Fame, right? Oh, of but course. What, a, you know, kind of very different personalities between Yosh and Otis, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, Yosh <laughs> was kind of a curmudgeonly – uh, sort and uh, you know it was his clubhouse and uh, you know you you dealt by his rules. Uh, Otis was more uh, let's say fair. He was you know uh, you know he understood that it was the players' clubhouse and he was just working there. Uh, but he made everyone feel at home. Uh, always took the guys out on uh, fishing trips, uh, stuff like that. Uh, he also catered the clubhouse too, so he had a good relationship with a lot of the local restaurants and bars that, uh, you know, would provide food for the Cubs, uh, post-game meals. So, uh, he, he knew just about everybody and everyone in the organization knew him. And obviously you're going through, you know, hundreds of players in, in a couple of years span with all the waivers and call-ups and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So he was always very busy. Uh, but never uh, too busy to, uh, you know, have a chat with a reporter like me and Bruce Levine, some of the other veterans, uh, just uh, totally respected. And uh, gosh, I don't, I don't know what they're going to do to celebrate him, but it, yeah, I hope it's uh, it should be something big. 
Yeah, you you know, and, and you mentioned his cooking a couple times, and it's funny in your article you, you said Ryan Dempster credited the, yeah. the Cubs' 14-game win streak to Otis's cooking and the fact that he wanted to bring him on the road. Yeah. Uh, Lou Pinella, you know, pointed out, you know, as, as yeah, the caviar. Know, the caviar, right? <laughs> I mean, like Yeah, Otis catered the clubhouse with caviar one one day and uh Lou was just apoplectic uh in a good way. He was he was laughing, but uh you know, it was it was crazy. The team was so bad and Lou was like, "We wow, and just imagine if we were any good, we'd get a French chef in here." So I'm I'm not trying to say Otis was a great cook or anything, but uh he was it was mostly burgers and sandwiches and stuff, but uh you know, it if you're a player and you're, you know, you need something quick, uh, he was the guy. And, and, you know, you also mentioned the fishing, how much he loved fishing and that he would take players out on the road to, to all the good fishing spots. And, you know, Terry Mulholland and you mentioned uh, Carlos Zambrano. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, Zam, uh, Z was one of the first ones I saw on social media, kind of posted a picture of Tom, of Otis, um, you know, on the boat, you know, saying how much he cared for, of him and how much he loved him. Uh, and, and I, you know, that, you know, when we think about big Z, sometimes you think about, you know, that fiery Toro personality, but you know, a guy like, like Otis just really kind of touched a lot of players. And, and I just would have loved to have been on that fishing boat, seeing what that was like, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, uh, big Z catching a Marlin or something, that would have been something, (laughs) uh, you know, big Z did have a soft side. He just didn't like to show it too much. Uh, we saw it in the clubhouse and, uh, I just really love running into him nowadays when he, whenever he comes to the ballpark, because uh, we had some epic feuds, epic fights, and now it's it's we just we just laugh about him. Uh, but Terry Mulholland, I think, was probably one of his closest friends as a player. I'm, I'm just speculating here, but they were always together, and Terry was a real man of the people. I don't know if you ever met him, but uh, mm-hmm. just a, a just a great guy himself. So. Uh, Yeah, I mean... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Otis was equal opportunity. There was no one that, uh, you know, he wouldn't uh, help out. Uh, and there was, I don't remember anyone that, that never got mad at him or got in a fight with him. And that's pretty, uh, pretty rare in a clubhouse setting. Now, among the honors he received, he was selected to accompany Major League Baseball All-Star squad that traveled to Japan following the 2004 season. And then in 2016, he was named the Clubhouse Manager of the Year by his peers. Um, and, and he got a ring from the Clubhouse Managers Association. And so, I mean, just here's, here's him receiving the CMA Award, the Clubhouse Managers Association Award. And this is a ring. And if, if you if you bumped into Otis and out at, at a local establishment, and, and when you talk about a man of the people, you know, there's certain people, Paul, you and I, you know, know that they're always around. You know what I mean? That you know, just kind of in the neighborhood, if you know what you're looking for. And yeah. he would let people look at the ring, and it's a beautiful ring. Yeah. Um, you know, as far as it goes, I mean, he was recognized by MLB and his peers for just the fantastic work that he did. And when when I look at some of these, you know, 
people, this is, you know, everybody, like you said, from Terry Mulholland, here's John Lester, right? Yeah. Otis was as loyal and dedicated as the day is long. He had a welcoming demeanor and a big heart. He was funny. He was kind. He was my friend and I'm going to miss him. Uh, yeah. You had, you know, everybody for Sean Marshall, you know, selfless, caring, put others before yourself kind of person. And then even kind of the younger players, you know, after each win, and this is Ian Happ, after each yeah. win, Otis would be waiting at the entrance of the locker room to high five every player and coach. He was a legend of the game and will be missed deeply. So when you, when you see these, you know, it, it's from the players, it was really coming from the heart. Oh, definitely. Um, Cause he's with those guys all the time. And uh, you know, he sees them in good times and bad times. And um, all those guys that you just mentioned are, the kind of people that, you know, they're not too snooty to uh, make friends with uh, someone that's, you know, lower, not lower, but, uh, you know, classified as a lower job in the organization. Um, you know, some players, uh, I've seen players that wouldn't talk to anyone other than other players before, but uh, those guys are not like that. And uh, they treated Otis like an equal. Obviously, uh, Otis lived and died with the Cubs he in his years. He, he wanted him to win, but, you know, he was realistic. And, you know, when they would blow it, he would, he would like a Cubs fan, he would say, oh, same old Cubs. But he wanted to hang on. He wanted to last long enough, I know, in his job to get that ring. And I was so glad he finally got one. And I... I think he probably considered, like, that's it for me. He was in his 60s by then, early 60s, or that the end of the line was coming. And But he kept delaying it because I think he just he just loved his job, and he's a people person. Uh, he lived near the ballpark. Uh, you know, he had a good off-season. He, he was a Bengals season ticket holder, so he would, you know, drive to Cincy where he he was from and uh you know go to Bengals games all the time yeah, I know he's really excited about that team uh when they went to the Super Bowl a couple years ago so um yeah just uh just it's so sad the timing of it it's always sad when when someone passes away early but uh just the timing uh, you just wish he could have uh, enjoyed uh retirement uh, for a few years now, you write about one of the most memorable experiences in June of 2003. Sammy Sosa is at the plate and his bat explodes and Cork goes flying all over the field. He's ejected. Now, what happens after he gets ejected? Well, uh, Major League Baseball, obviously watching this uh, with great interest <laughs> and uh, – sent some uh, investigators to the uh, clubhouse to confiscate Sammy's uh, bats to make sure that uh, this was an isolated incident or whether maybe it was corking all of his bats. And uh, now Otis would never uh, talk about this, but the, the story went that uh, they gave the Cubs a 10 minute warning Okay, we're sending we're sending guys down to your clubhouse. So you know, hint, hint. And uh, sure enough, uh, by the time the guys did get into the clubhouse and got all of Sammy's bats, uh, they didn't find any that had cork in them. Amazingly, uh, so he <laughs> he still got suspended and everything for the one corked bat, but uh, it could have been much worse for him. 
So somebody saved him. We don't know if it was Otis or, uh, you know, maybe a combination of Otis and Bud Selig, but uh, definitely uh, something happened where they uh, were able to uh, kind of hush-hush uh, the, uh, the whole thing. Yeah, and 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 you know it's funny because uh, I'm I'm sitting there and I see the uh, you know just like I couldn't imagine you know Eddie Vedder you know sitting there with Tom Helm and stuff like that just like you said just friends with everybody. Um, oh yeah, Eddie loved him. Yeah, they were close and, friends. You know, when, when you take a look, I think the statement uh, from Mr. Rickett says it all. I'm saddened by this loss. I can't think of another person more dedicated to this team and organization than Otis. He embodied the definition of caretaker, looking after countless players coaches and staff that called our clubhouse home through his 41 seasons. He will forever be remembered as a beloved member of our family. Paul, you know, like I said, you know, you've spent a lot of time getting no Otis for so many years. And, you know, I think that that's a a fitting tribute and I agree with you. I'm sure the Cubs are going to do something special to recognize Otis in all his years um, of of service for the Cubs. Oh, definitely. I'm sure there'll be some kind of, Memorial this season, and uh, really, um, you know, he'll he'll be in the Cubs Hall of Fame. I don't know if it'll be next year or whenever, but it definitely deserves a spot there. Um, I don't know, maybe name the clubhouse after him. I I don't know how that works. Uh, Maybe it's already named after Yosh. I'm not really sure. There's no plaque that I've ever seen. But, uh, um, yeah, just a great guy. It was uh, nice that the uh, Ricketts – acknowledged him that way and i know that uh, tom loved him too and laura so you know it's just it's a shocking thing um i'm still trying to get over it and uh, a lot of his friends feel the same way it was kind of you know something you just never would have expected and you i was actually looking forward to seeing him in spring training because uh, he had already always told me that uh you know, at the end of his career, he would have a sit down with me and I would do a big, you know, interview with him on his career, but he wouldn't do it until then. And I thought he was going to do it last year. And then he said, nah, Sully, let's wait till, uh, let's wait till spring training and see how I feel then. And, uh, so I'll never get to do that. But, uh, I was just, uh, I'm thankful for the time I did get to spend with him and talk to him. And I'm sure a lot of the Cubs employees, players, managers, everyone uh, felt the same way that I did. Well, Sully, I appreciate you jumping on and, and, and giving us your thoughts and remembrances. And it's just a great article that you did in the Chicago Tribune. It really touches on all of these things and people should check it out. Um, where can our listeners, uh, they can read your work in the Chicago Tribune. Where are you at on the socials? Um, at P.W. Sullivan on um, uh Twitter, whatever Twitter is called these days, and on threads and on Instagram. And uh, I think that's it. I might be on. Oh, I have a Facebook page, official Paul Sullivan page, but uh, they don't really let us uh, do articles as much as they used to on Facebook. So I don't know if it's mostly just pictures and stuff. But uh, yeah, I'm all over the place. Just Google me. Well, Sully. I look forward to seeing you out in Mesa. And when we're there, we'll have a drink and toast Otis when we're there. Okay, Crawley. Thanks for doing this. I really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, um, for all the Cub fans that didn't get a chance to know him, I I hope you get a, you know, help you read up and uh, follow uh, I'm sure, of the memorials and whatever happens because uh, he certainly was someone that uh, is deserving of, of your time. Thank you again, Sully. Thanks.